It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Auburn falls to the Texas A&M Aggies 27-10 in College Station. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to The War Report. Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? I'm your host, Dustin Smith. Joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. We're here to talk about Auburn's disappointing loss yesterday to the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of saw this one coming, but nevertheless, Blake, a little disappointing, brother. But how are you, man? Uh, I'm frustrated, aggravated, but... It's a Sunday. It's a, a beautiful Sunday outside. I mean, uh, the sun come up, Dustin, and and like we were talking off air, man. You know, uh, it's gonna go on, and 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 Auburn's gonna take their lumps this year. They're gonna take their lashings, but you know, we got to build on this, man. And and um, it was frustrating the way we played yesterday. It was frustrating that you know the offense still doesn't have have an identity. Uh, the quarterback play was atrocious. Uh, you know, the, the play calling at times was just head scratching. It was an all around frustrating day. I think our defense deserves better. Uh, I feel for those guys. I, I just I think they laid it all out on the line and uh, eventually they broke. You know, I mean, you can't you can't just sit there and say, you know, put anything on that defense. I mean, you're going to eventually break. You're you're going to eventually give up the big play. Uh, but I'm damn proud of those guys. It, it's just frustrating, man, because this game, this was a game that you could have won. You know, let's not. We were we were driving with under ten minutes left in the fourth, down ten, with an opportunity to somebody step up, and make a play, and cut it to a three point game. There was there was opportunities in this game to win this game. And and it's just uh, that that's the thing that's head scratching. But you've got a tough stretch now. You've put yourself in a hole with Georgia and LSU coming up, and then you got Ole Miss. So it, there's a hole, man. We could be looking at, at three and four. Do you want to drop four straight? Because now things are starting to swirl. You don't have a quarterback. 
Right. It, it just it looks tough, man. But we're going to keep on plugging away. I'm going to keep on backing this uh, this football team, this coaching staff. Um, we're not going to give up on this thing, Dustin. Yes, sir. We got a lot of new subs over the summer, man. So as you guys are going to kind of find out, there ain't no sunshine pumping over here. Like Blake said, it's always going to be War Damn Eagle. That is never going to change. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, I got to put out the disclaimer, Blake, because you know how it goes. Uh, we have to criticize when things go bad and talk about what we saw, right? Yep. That's not an overall referendum or uh, opinion on the Hugh Freeze or where this program is going. I believe in Coach Hugh Freeze. I think this program is going in the right direction. Auburn's going to lose several more games this year. And when that happens on these recap shows, we have to come in and talk about what happened. So yeah. I don't, I'm just I'm just saying because I know that people aren't going to hear that. I know that people are going to be in the comments talking, you know, talking crazy. And you guys need to remember how bad it's been and blah, blah. We know we know all that. OK, we, we, we predicted eight and four and admitted that it was sunshine pumping when we did it. If you're admitting that eight and four is sunshine pumping, then obviously you understand that the program is not where it needs to be because Auburn is much better than eight and four. And we put eight and four as a ceiling, as a sunshine pump. So I just want to put that out there because we have damn near a thousand new subs than we did last football season. So I know how it gets, man. People can misinterpret one thing. We we, got to talk about what it is right but yeah uh, still believe in coach you freeze and all that kind of stuff so i i just know how this is going to go man because me and you we, we don't blow no smoke like mm-hmm. it's not what we're going to do here we're going to tell you what we saw and like you said there's opportunity to make plays and when a 6-4 receiver when you're down 10 in the fourth quarter gets hit in his forearms in the end zone brother we brought you here to make this play yep. so and, and you're not making it and we have to we have to say that so no, you know, it, it takes me back to my my point we were talking about when uh, we were in the we were in the Twitter space with Jeremy that night, and you know I, I I kept telling everybody everybody was like nine and three, ten and two, things like that. I was like, look, people, like we need to pull them expectations back a little bit because if you lose that Texas A and M game, it's it's not going to happen. Like it's just not, you know. And kept saying, pull it back a little bit. Let's hope for eight and four. But realistically, seven and five is what Auburn is aiming for. Now I'm I'm just aiming for a bowl game at this point. I'm just aiming to go to the Birmingham Bowl. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, but expectations like people were just oh you know nine and three, ten and two, and we kept saying like, hey, we go to Cal. Because I remember a guy hopped in and he was like, he was like, hey, you got a chance to lose to Cal. An Alabama fan hopped in and said that. And I was like, man, if we lose to Cal or if it's even remotely close, like it, things might, things might, we might be in trouble. They might not go the way we want, you know? And that happened. And we get on here and we're just, we're just like, hey, you know, like we want to pick Auburn, man. I never, I never want to go against Auburn. But I felt like we had an opportunity to win this game, Dustin. And we come out our first offensive possession, and that is uncalled for. That that right there, I immediately knew we were in trouble. I said, we're in, we're in trouble. If, if that is the best that you can come up with in a week's time, we're in trouble. And I knew it, Dustin. Yeah, no, you like you said, man, right out the gate, 10 penalties on the day just weren't in it. It looked like the last road trip that you took. 
it looked like something that we've seen you mentioned um, about the defense eventually just breaking since 2014. That's kind of been, I mean, yeah. that year, that year, our offense averaged like 40 a game and we couldn't stop anybody. But since that mm-hmm. moment, since 2015 on, this has been the story, man, like defense yeah. hanging in the game and you just can't get anything on offense. And I mean, Blake, like you 56 passing yards. Yep. This is, Something that we've just continued to go through, and we changed. We changed coaches. We changed coordinators. We changed quarterbacks. We changed offensive lines. We can change receivers. We changed everything. Apparently, we, we thought we were changing schemes. Yep. We continue to see this. Um, I I just think that obviously at this point, I think that we're done with the Peyton Thorn experiment. Yep. Um, and you have such a tough. It's such a tough ask to say, okay, this week you got to really you got to like go back to square one and figure out what you're doing on offense while facing the two-time defending national champions. Um, it's going to be, it's, it's a really, it's a really tall task. I don't know. I'm not in the meetings, right? I'm not at practice. I don't know how much influence Hugh Freeze has on the offense, exactly the play calling the game, you know, the scheme, all that. Here's what I can say confidently. Hugh, I've watched Hugh Freeze for a long time. And it ain't look like this. Mm-hmm. Now, there are bad performances. Your teams will play bad. And here's where I'm disappointed uh, four games in when it comes to their offense. I'm not upset about us getting beat to AM. I'm not even upset about 27 to 10 because that score is a little – that's more than what it was, right? Like, they, they yeah. kind of ran away with it at the end. It was a lot closer well, ball game than seven. Yeah. Right. Um, but what disappoints me is – I knew we were going to lose these games versus teams that have recruited much better than us in the last four or five years. That's fine. But I thought that we were going to come away from these losses and say, okay, there's a sense of identity. I know what we're trying to do. I thought Mm -hmm. we were going to be establishing that as a program, that this would be the year where we step back and say, okay, only won six to seven at maybe, you know, we just talked about best case scenario, eight games, but the program's headed in the right, you know, we know what we're doing. Four games in, I don't know what's going on on offense. I don't know what we're trying to do. Apparently, we're trying to be balanced. 56 yards rushing – or uh, 56 yards passing, excuse me, and 144 yards rushing. You were getting Jarquez established early in the game and the first drive, then all of a sudden you just don't see him. Um, and Batiste played good. We're going to do our players of the game at the end of the at the end of the day here. And spoiler alert, he's the only guy on offense that got any yards, so he's clearly our choice for offense, right? So this is not an anti-Batiste thing. I'm just saying, like, Jarquez is that dude. You're getting him established. He looks good on that very first run that he made. Looked like old Jarquez, right? Mm-hmm. We're all sitting on the couch saying, okay, let's go. And then it, it just doesn't get established. We've seen that through four games. Um, the offensive line, Blake, I think that Hugh did what he could to improve it. I think the offensive line is better than what it was last year. But yeah. here's the truth of the matter. We went up against the defensive line yesterday that are all blue chips. Mm-hmm. Guess how many blue chips we have starting on our offensive line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a bunch of guys that are get promoted. Right. We got a bunch of guys that are get promoted from the Sun Belt. Promote, and I'm not knocking them, man. Like they are an improvement from what we had last yeah. year. Hugh had to do what he had to do to try to improve it. I just, I'm trying to just. This is this is the way it's going to go, man. And the guys we're going to play the next two games, they've been recruiting us, and it's it's out recruiting us, and it's no secret to anybody that specifically the offensive and defensive line, Auburn has not recruited where it needs to be, and and this is what scares me. <laughs> Look at our offensive decline for this class. Not a whole lot of meat there, bro. Not not a whole. I love Carter, but I'm not mistaken. He's the only one. So 
I, looking at the future, it's like our main problem is still a big concern and it's not something that you can fix overnight. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's, this is where the program is, man. Like you're coming off of the worst coaching hire that we've ever made. He literally didn't recruit. Like I just said, especially mm-hmm. on that offensive line, this is what this is going to look like. So it's not necessarily about the results that have me concerned and disappointed. I'm looking at this offense and saying, okay, four games in, whoever this is on, Hugh, Phillip, Montgomery, well, whoever this is on, I need it to look like what Hugh Freeze's offensive looked like his entire career. Now, and if I'm not mistaken, Hugh said, and somebody, you might correct me if you know more about his stints at Liberty and Ole Miss, correct me, but I believe he said before the season that this would be the first time he wasn't calling plays in game, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it looks a lot different than when he was calling plays for his entire career. I watched him go to Ole Miss and immediately make that offense double in points per game production. They went from 16 point something to like th- right there at 32. Mm-hmm. Doubled in points production. The first year at Ole Miss, without a transfer portal, using the same guys that were on the last year's Ole Miss team that won two games. He did the same thing at Liberty. He did the same thing at Arkansas State. Now, all of a sudden, it's not happening here at Auburn. Mm-hmm. I got to ask what's different. So there's a lot of questions here. It's not it's not freak out mode because this is to be expected. Yeah. But what needs to happen now is is you need to scratch. What was it like four or five games in when Tuberville tried the Tony Franklin experiment? And he said, no, we ain't doing this. And I'm not saying Phillips got to go, but whatever is going on behind the scenes that I'm not privy to, to why this looks like Hugh Freeze's offenses have never looked. And again, I'm not even talking about production in yards. I'm talking about game plan, identity, what you're trying to do. If you're trying to do something and it's just not working, okay, I know what you're trying to do. You just don't have the bodies to do it, right? But yep. right now, I don't know. I, I don't think we know. And this was what Mike G said before the um, all week going into this game. Mike G said, how can I predict Auburn to win when I have no idea what we're going to try to do on offense? And yeah. that played out to a damn T, man. And, so, and he, he got ran he got ran through for that too because uh, some people were on him about saying that, but he had a point, man. He had a point because you know it's third and twenty five, and you throw a screen to Rivaldo Fairweather. Come on, bro. Look, look. I know there's nothing in the playbook on third and twenty five, but let's be real, man. Let's be real. That play call says. I do not trust my offense. I don't trust anybody on my offense. That is exactly what that play call said. All right? I watched the game every weekend, bro, with my dad, and my dad said, he looked at me and he said, that right there goes to show that he doesn't trust not one person on that offense. You can't. You can't. You you had a quarterback that that – we're four games in, and he still looks like a deer in headlights. And, Dustin, I'll be the first person to say, I was backing Peyton Thorne, all right? I backed him. I was on Peyton. Hey, he needs to be the starter. Um, even when he struggled early at Cal, hey, we got to stick with Peyton, all right? But I think we found out yesterday, we just don't have a quarterback, all right? And, and I'm not trying to down Robbie, and I'm not trying to down Peyton or down Holden, but we got a guy who's a deer in headlights. We got a guy that that 
I think he loves Auburn. He moved the football yesterday. He 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 did some good things, but he still missed some reads. He still missed open guys. And then Holden is an unknown because is Holden ever going to get a shot? Like we like he got in there yesterday, but it was garbage. It was garbage time. Come on, like we just we don't have a quarterback right now. And and I'll be honest, the way this defense is looking. We're a, we're a quarterback. We're we're a good quarterback away from beating A and M yesterday and going into to the Deep South's oldest rivalry undefeated. I if there was opportunities there for Peyton Thorne yesterday to hit Jay Fair and 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 put us on the board early, man. We had the chance to put A and M behind. Completely silent that fan base, completely get that sideline questioning Jimbo Fisher, and we couldn't freaking do it, man. We couldn't do it. And it's aggravating. All right. It's it's freaking aggravating, man. But but you know, one thing I, I, I don't want to see is I'm seeing I'm seeing our fan base. So you sitting here and you made a great point on it. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. Like I said, we're gonna take our lumps and our lashings. But damn it, I cannot sit here and back. Oh, we we hired Hugh Freeze for this. We hired like like come on, man, get get out of here. I'm not here to hear that crap. I I just we are going to lose football games. It is year one, and Dustin, this kind of this kind of Brian Kelly went to the went to the SEC championship game last year. All right, Brian Kelly had a roster when he come in. Mm-hmm. All right. Auburn did not. And you made a perfect point on Brian Harson being the worst hire in Auburn history. Okay. And Graham, our buddy Graham, he put on Twitter yesterday, Alan Green doesn't get ragged enough for mm. making that hire. All right. Mm. Because they had a great night in a hot tub in Idaho one night. All right. We didn't have the dudes, and Hugh tried to tell us that. We don't have the dudes to compete in the trenches or in SEC play. It's just not going to happen this year. And you saw that yesterday firsthand. You saw five stars against two stars. And I'm not trying to down anybody on our team. I love this team, man. But it's the truth. People who sit there and say stars don't matter, it's a lie. Okay, they Yeah, look at uh, look at who finishes in the top five in recruiting every year, and look at finishes who finishes in the top five in the polls every year. It's per- pretty per- perfect example. Everybody's counting Alabama out. Oh, we I, hey, I took Ole Miss to beat them. All right, perfect Don't example. Do it again. Perfect example. Everybody's counting Alabama out. Look at what that defense did yesterday. They made Jackson Dart go back to the old Jackson Dart, turning the ball over, scared in the pocket. It just – that's what they do. That's what they do. Stars yeah. matter, okay? And we they, built a, uh, they built a, uh, a plan around their quarterback yesterday. They said yeah. this, is, this is what Milrow can do effectively. Let's do this, and let's tailor our entire game plan, defensively everything, around this. We're going we're gonna to yes. win the ball game this way. And we don't care if it doesn't look sexy where we're lighting it up how they have with Ridley and all these guys, the Henry Ruggs and all these dudes that they've done in the past. They don't care about that. They're just trying to win the game. So they, they've set it up. Okay, this is Milrose Strengths. Let's do this. 
That's what we need to see going forward. It's a tough ask playing Georgia this week, uh, but you got the bye week after. So I asked the question here, what do we do at quarterback now? Um, I don't think that it, it helps this team this year, and I don't help. I really don't think it helps this program moving forward to bring Peyton Thorne back out there as a the quarterback. Um, he's had a shot. He's had every opportunity to take this job. Hugh gave him the job after he was the third best quarterback in a scrimmage because he felt like he was pressing. Well, he hasn't stopped pressing, Blake. Mm-hmm. And as much as I as, – as, that's clearly my thing, and I want to really get wait so we can go back and, and watch the full film and break it down. That's why I'm kind of reserving any any aim at Philip Montgomery or, or anything like that yeah. because I do know that there were guys open multiple times. Um, I mean, like like you can talk about the Jay Fair one. That's not on Philip Montgomery. He drew up – because I saw people saying, we're not getting Jay Fair the ball enough. We drew up a play for Jay Fair. Yeah. And yeah. it was a perfect – it was a perfect play call. He tiptoes in the end zone. He literally it, walks into the end zone. And a guy that started almost 30 games at this point, if not 30 games, as a power five quarterback, overthrows him by 15 yards? I mean, that was just – that was unreal, bro. That was like a – I, I just – man, uh, mm-hmm. almost got – was it Frazier? It was either Frazier or Fromm that he almost got killed. Yeah, Fromm. Yeah, just yeah, from. right, right up the seam right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to put you in a, in a lot more manageable situation to pick up the first down the next play, and you just sail it. And, you know, it's just um, – and I, I want to talk about this too. Uh, well, I'll stay on the quarterbacks and I'll get on this. So, going forward, it's, I feel like it's got to be Robbie this week. One, because you're playing the back-to-back national champions. You know what Georgia is. You got them at home at least. Um you put in the guy. Don't make this be Holden's first start when you have a bye week next week. So, so go with Robbie, and just shorten up the game plan. Do you're going to have to do what we did the last four games of last year. If Robert, I mean, I know he got banged up, but we know he's tough as hell, and he'll probably be out there next week. Um, put Robbie in there this week. Let him get the reps with the ones. Let Holden get the rep with some reps with the ones, and, and take the twos. It's just, it's. I, I hate to be this way. But what are we going to get in as like the future of this program? What do you get bringing Peyton Thorne back in there? He's he's not the guy to win you games this year, so he's not the guy to win you games in the future. You might as well see what you got in these two. So put a system around Robbie's talents, around his skill set, and see if you can win that way because you got a good defense. So if you can run the ball and control the clock with Robbie at quarterback, you can stay in the games with the defense. And that's just you just that with the defense playing the way it's been playing. So that's just I'm trying to look at ways to where we can stay in some of these games and, and try to win them because yeah. I don't know if we have a guy right now where we can sit back and air it out 25, 30 times versus yeah. these power five teams. And I mean, even versus Sanford, we get through two interceptions. The obviously looking back at it now, him missing shorter on that drag route and throwing it into triple coverage in the Sanford game, it nothing got better, right? It's still the same old thing. So um, and decision making on the RPO is so important. And there's times when he's just not making it's the handoff. And sometimes it's not necessarily the bad throws or turnovers. We didn't even turn the ball over yesterday and still lost by 17. We won the turnover margin by one. Um, got close on the one that was overturned. But just uh, I think moving forward, man, for this week, the best thing would be to see if you can get Robbie ready to go. But a game plan around Robbie. Don't make this be Holden's first start. If Robbie has some success this week versus Georgia and it's something that you think you can build off of, okay, now you got a bye week. Let's see what we can do. Uh, if it doesn't go well this week and Holden continues to play well in practice, like me and you have been here and he continues to do, that's that's my thing too. That's been the consistent part. 
now for now since spring, since like the first week of spring when Holden started slow, and that was the storyline. Ever since that pro day, all me and you've heard behind the scenes is Holden is consistently the best thrower of the football every mm-hmm. day in practice. Okay, so yep. give Robbie the game plan this week. See if if you can build off that. If that still doesn't go right, man, it's almost like the pro franchise. And I'm not saying Mel in the season because you have games where you're gonna you're, you're gonna be in it, the Vandies and all that. We talked about, but let's see what we got in Holden. Right, like if you're the pro team that brings in the veteran and okay, you fall to two and five, and then you got your the guy you drafted in the second round, and he hasn't played yet. You're like, all right, I already know what this 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 ten year vet is. Let me see what I got in this kid. Let me see if I got something. We might approach that at some point here in this season, where it's like, okay, let's just put Holden in and see what we got. If he's the best thrower of the football, let's see if he can gain experience and build off of all the rest of the things that go into football. So, um, I just going forward at quarterback, I don't want to see any more of Peyton Thorn. Mm-hmm. I hate to be that way. You've had your chance at Michigan State. You didn't win the job. I, you kind of see now why Keon Coleman was going to Florida State, right? I'm um, with you. I'm with yeah. you. So I'm, you, just, you got you got to see what you got in these two guys here because that's not – it's not going to get any better. I mean, 56 passing yards is not going to get it done. I don't even know how many of those Thorne had. I think it was like 46 or something like that. So, uh, yeah, dude, you just – you, you got to figure it out for the future of this program. Um, and – Dustin, look, I one thing one thing that got me yesterday is is I put on I put on Twitter. I, I don't like tweeting much during games and everything, but I, I made a tweet yesterday, and I said I think it's I think it's nine time. You gotta you gotta switch something up. You get you gotta do something to to change things on offense. You gotta give a new look, something right. And I get, no, Robbie's not it. Robbie's not the answer. We can't go to Robbie. Well, who the hell are you going to go to? <laughs> okay, so, so I, I got one comment that said, this one got me, man. This one got me. A running quarterback is not going to win this football game. All right? And I'm sitting here going, well, neither is Peyton. <laughs> so, like, what are we doing here? And then I get one – I get a quote tweet saying um, – I get a quote tweet saying, oh, hell nah, uh, all, all Texas a and is going to do is load the box and, and, and stop uh, – and try to stop Robbie. Okay, well, that's fine. Let Robbie – Throw the football, and if he can't get it done, then we can live with that. But we've got to put Robbie in the game. You have to. You can't keep sitting here with with Peyton Thorne looking like this. And look, we we get in third and long, and Robbie comes out, and Peyton comes in, and it's just the same disaster. All right, it's the same disaster. He scrambles left. He's looking at Jay Fair. He throws an absolute dart. And guess what? The Texas A&M guy swats it up in the air. And then Peyton, uh, RG3, said, hey, man, I would have loved for him to catch that ball and try to run with it. But, yeah, I know you're always taught to bat the ball down and everything. Uh, but it was a backwards pass. So the ball was live. Thank God. Uh, I, was it too tall that went over there and, and picked the ball up? The lineman. Okay. Yeah, somebody. Um, and so, like – it was just a disaster, man, and you had to have something, uh, a different look 
And I agree with you. I think a different look needs to be had against Georgia this weekend coming up. Uh, and, and, look, it's probably going to be a bloodbath. We got beat up yesterday. We, 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 got, we got absolutely beat up. DJ James uh, went down. Zion went down. DK hit the turf multiple times. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, we just took a beating. We took a beating. And, um, oh, we're, we're lost right now. We're lost. I, I, I don't – you know, I asked myself – I asked myself – multiple times when does Holden get an actual shot to prove himself Peyton you had your shot all right Robbie you've had your shot you're going to get another shot to take control of this offense I believe you're going to get another shot Um, but when does Holden get that shot and I like your point of waiting to the bye week I mean throwing him in at Baton Rouge uh, would be absolutely wild but hey guess what Guess what? It's got to happen sometime. It's got to happen sometime, you know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if they do it. I'm not saying they are going to do it. But, you know, you, you got to give a kid a chance, man. And I just – the lack of identity has me flustered. I, I'm, I'm flustered. Like, watching that first drive, like I mentioned earlier, I said, boy, we are in absolute trouble. <laughs> we are in trouble. Bro, our uh, on second down we were absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. We stayed in third and longs. We were horrible on third down. That's what happens when you stay in third and long. You're yeah, horrible three, on third down. All right, three, three for fifteen on third downs and three for fifteen. Guess what? You know what happens when you go three for fifteen on third downs? You lose. All right. Yeah. Uh, we won the turnover battle. Wild, but guess what? Can't move the football on offense. There was even times where we had pretty damn good field position, mm-hmm. and we still couldn't move it. Yeah, we got sacked to get out of field goal range or something. Like yeah, that. I mean, he's. I mean, everybody wants to talk about statue from last year, but oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. He. It's, it's just aggravating. It's aggravating, um, and, and I'm tired of hearing – I had somebody comment on my Facebook yesterday saying receivers aren't getting open. I said, will you stop, please? Stop. <laughs> okay? That, I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I, I'm just – this is a – it is a, a disaster on offense right now. Nothing is going good. I didn't understand yesterday. We are running the ball down their throat, mm-hmm. and then we do a toss – to Damari. It gets absolutely blown up. I think Brandon Frazier was the one yeah. blocking there and got absolutely blown up by DB. He puts his helmet on the football. We caught a we caught a break. Yeah. That that was a forward pass and a uh, and a uh, incomplete pass. All right. We caught we caught a break that that was not a fumble. But what are we doing there? What what is our identity there? We're gashing them. Between the tackles. Another thing that I thought was crucial, Dustin, is Peyton Thorne's inability to pick up the blitz. Yeah. Boy, the nickel at Texas A&M walked to the line of scrimmage. Your receiver pointed at him and said, hey, he's coming. There he is. Everybody in the stadium knew. And Peyton Thorne. 
Let me take this snap. All right. Then when you take it, you look right at him. He's coming right at and you freeze deer in headlights. No, no getting the ball out. Nothing. You take a sack. Bro, it was obvious. When they blitzed, you knew exactly where it was coming from. No adjustments, no checks, no nothing. Yeah, the, the thing with Thorne was supposed to be that the, the floor was supposed to be higher than the other QB's floor, right? There was supposed yeah. to be this floor that we kept hearing about that everybody was saying, okay, this is his floor. It'll only get this bad. No, that's we, – we have seen some bad quarterback play at Auburn. And, boy, that was Jeremy Johnson-level stuff that I saw yesterday. And uh, so um, – we don't want to sit here and, and you know just harp on it like the, the whole time, but obviously, yeah. man, that's that's got to be that's got to be fixed. So going forward, you know, I've said my piece for what I think it needs to be. You as well think there's got to be nine this week, and if that doesn't work, then you got to go to Holden, and because I mean, it just you got to figure something out here, dude. It's got to be you got to look somewhat competent. So uh, whatever yeah. we try to do these last four weeks, scratch it. <laughs> you know, I still have a ton of faith in Hugh Freeze. My faith in some of the other assistant coaches on offense is kind of waning a little bit, but I still want to give it time because we're four games in. I know, you know, all the issues that this the staff is facing personnel-wise, the best they could, you know, receiving core together-wise. And, again, like I said, I, I can't sit here and kill Philip Montgomery when I see wide receivers wide open and we're not hitting them. So it's just – there's not one thing to point to, right? Yeah. Just what I just – yeah, it's just what I know is that the whole offense is just a mess. I will say this about the offense, and then we'll get over here and into the defense. The the effort on offense, I do not question. Mm -hmm. I do think that that has improved. I think that that team never gave up yesterday. Mm -hmm. Even in the fourth quarter, when a and you and we had not moved the ball all day, because we've now played eight quarters in football of A&M in College Station and have not scored an offensive touchdown. Yep. I want you to think about that. Eight quarters. Of football at AM. We have not scored an offensive touchdown. It's I, it's I said not to let it be like the 21 game. Don't let it be like the 21 game. I said it the other night. I said, don't let it be like the 21 game. Yeah. You go in there and you play hellacious defense and you can't score the damn football, man. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. So there's just the, the whole offense is a mess. We're not blaming any one person. I'm certainly not, but it's got to be yeah. figured out. And I, but like I said, I, I do want to say this. Everybody on offense, I felt like they were giving it their best. I feel like in that fourth quarter, that that offensive line, even though they were losing some battles, I think that all those guys still fought. I think that from what I could see, and we'll, we'll know more about this on the film, the receivers continue to run their routes hard um, all the way through the fourth quarter. So effort-wise, offense tried. And I think that that is a step up from what we have seen over the past couple of years because there have been a lot of times when uh, – this team want to just just kind of just quit. And it didn't happen under Cadillac because you were obviously galvanized by something special. But the last couple of years of Harson, the last couple of years, or the whole time under Harson, really, in the last couple of years of Gus, this team in those kind of moments just kind of quit, especially on offense. The defense would hold you up as long as they could, and the mm -hmm. offense just threw their hands up eventually and said, we're done. I did not see that yesterday. I thought everybody played football, and that's the progress that you can't track on the stat sheet. And those are the kind of things that – um there's no way to quantify it. And I know Josh Pate says all the time that progress isn't linear. You know, it goes up, it goes down. You can't always see it. Those are the kind of things. I do think that everybody busted their ass yesterday and gave yeah. it their all on that offensive side of the ball. 
I don't. I never saw when he quit out of anybody. The offensive lineman, you know, Gunnar Britton would get beat. The way they would get beat, they came back the next play and continued to try to get their job done and, and play hard. So, for all the, the everything that we just talked about execution wise, I do have to give them a shout out there. And you know, that's just what it's going to be this year. Like we have to establish this culture, Blake. And one thing I, I said yesterday on the War Report post game show was, it's not always there's the culture in the locker room. That I, that I feel like has improved from what I've heard the every day. I think these guys are really bought in and believe and want to win games. I feel like it got significantly better as the summer increased. And I think that that is a testament to Hugh Freeze getting the people to buy in. Um, but there's the in-game culture too. So they're not quitting as part of that. Now yeah. we have to, now we have to get to the execution part of that because where we're at right now is, is we get a big play and I go, where's the flag? And you know where the flag is? It's on the field. It's coming. You bust a big run. Oh, don't worry. You hold. You held to make that run happen. Or, or <laughs> you didn't even have to hold. You were already at a gain of fifteen, and you're just holding on the other side of the field. We're driving the ball because God forbid somebody bust off a sixty-yard play for us. So we're driving the ball, and then eventually we get that penalty. Eventually we get that turnover. As Auburn fans, the Auburn in-game culture when the ball gets kicked off from the players all the way to the fans is waiting on the other shoe to drop, waiting on something bad to happen. Yes, yes, we can beat UMass in Sanford. Auburn's I, – I don't even want to talk about that. In games that matter, that is the culture. We're all expecting something bad to happen, and then it happens every yeah. single time. I, Blake, versus Cal and versus A&M, if I'm just, just off the top of my head, if I'm putting a percentage on it, 80% of the big plays that are, are momentum. Every time I thought we were getting some momentum, there's a flag. Yep. Or a turnover. Every single time. I'm going to keep begging Auburn. Pull the gun away from your foot. You done blown it all. At this point, we'd have taken a chainsaw and cut off both our legs. We're looking like Lieutenant Dan out here. Like, we got to stop, bro. We we, we got to quit doing this, man. Like, it, it, it's time to keep it. It's time to get it together, dude. So, the, the in-game culture – of 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 just knowing that mistakes are going to happen and then they happen, that's the next part. We're past the we're, we're I feel like we're past the not quitting in the game part. Okay, cool. We're making progress, and it's not gonna be it's not gonna happen overnight. But like, dude, that that, that we got to get to this part now. It's okay yeah. to lose on talent. It's okay to lose on talent. It's not okay to just kill yourself. Let's yeah. Show some love for the defense, Blake. We've we've ranted and raved, and we've had our therapy session long enough. <laughs> I got the shout out to our guy Eugene Asante, man. The kid is just balling, brother. He's just like <laughs> 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 the uh, the lieutenant man got me because now I'm just like oh, I always think about uh, she tastes like cigarettes and uh, like it, it gets me, man. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's that's I I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I see, bro. That's what I see our offense as Lieutenant Dan jumping off that boat, just flailing, <laughs> just trying to find some traction, dude. Just just trying to find our way. But hopefully, like Lieutenant Dan, we find some new legs, man. It's time to find some. <laughs> we we gotta find some new legs, bro. We gotta start walking again on offense because I don't know. Maybe we need to go to Vietnam and get us a wife. Mm. Mm. Eugene Asante, Blake, you playing ball. Yeah. Yeah. Jay and Lee playing ball. Yeah. Uh, if there's so Tuesday on our live show, 
because we're one third of the way through the season here, obviously four games in. We're going to grade positions. We're going to grade our, our, our coaching staff, you know, uh, from F to A, obviously going to give them position or give them grades. And uh, we want you guys to hop in, give your grades as well. It'll be a fun night. Spoiler alert here. I'm going to give you one of mine now. Ron Roberts is getting an A. I don't know if it's a – probably won't be a plus because that's just a high standard. But, like, he's yeah. going to get some kind of A because Ron Roberts is doing his thing, man. Um, when we talked about it in the preseason, we were so concerned with depth and bodies continued to fall yesterday. And I saw Caleb come in as, like, our third to fourth string star or whatever he is at this point. And Caleb's in there. Uh, he missed game one, obviously got caught up in that whole mess. He's coming right in, bro, making plays. It just seems like whoever we put in there, uh, Masai Neely Kite, however you say the kid's name, balling, bro. The kid's mm-hmm. playing good football. Marcus continues to play good ball. Uh, I'm just – I'm really impressed with what Roberts has done. I, I see guys – I see a lot of improvement. I see a lot of guys that have gotten a lot better. And I see we're, – we're man, we're just – we don't have the bodies on defense, and we're hanging in these games. This is coaching, Blake. He's mm-hmm. doing a hell of a job. 100% agree, man. Um, how can you be mad at this defense? Like I mentioned earlier, look, they, they might bend, but they didn't break early. They didn't break. They didn't break until, you know, late in the game when they gave up the big run. Um, it just feels like one of those years, Dustin, where Auburn has a damn good defense and no offense. You know, like – in 2019, all right. Go back to 2019. Bo was a freshman. Man, we had it. We had a defense, dog. We had a defense, and we just we didn't have the offense to go with it, you know. And it it just feels like I'm not saying that. I, I really feel like if Bo wouldn't have been a true freshman and Stidham would have come back, you know, that that team w- would have been completely different. Um, but I'm I'm not saying that this team could compete. At, at a championship level, like I, I think that one could have. But I think, man, if you just had some type of identity on offense, the way this defense is playing, you, with the West being down, the East being down, the, the SEC as a conference being down, I feel bad for him, Dustin. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the dudes. You know, like I always mention, man, the, those seniors, those those – Veteran guys back there, man. Like I feel bad for those dudes because you can. They can only. They can only hold on for so long. Everybody's like, "Oh well, you know, Texas A and M ran for two hundred yards and all this stuff." Wait, hey, look, that was watered down. All right, I don't want to hear that. At the at the at the at the line of scrimmage. All right, we were holding our own. Mm-hmm. We were holding our own early. But that's what happens when your offense can't move the football. So, I mean, like Eugene Asante is on another level. From sideline to sideline, on another level. Kay and Lee will play in the NFL. We might only have him for two more years. Yeah, for sure. I just – he's that guy. He's he's damn good. All right? He he is an, an elite, elite player in this league. All right, and, and he's probably not going to get that love right now. Um, but this this defense, this defense was was 
they told us that they couldn't stop the run, and you know we just look. We we they've answered that bell, in my opinion. Yeah. They've answered the calling. They've answered the calling, and and as far as Max Johnson coming in yesterday, you know, uh, look, he just he went on a couple drives. Like I'm not mad at that. Okay, they scored points. Like that that's that's gonna happen. Yeah, that's gonna happen. There's no way I can get mad at our defense. I saw a, I saw a tweet saying, "Oh well, Max Johnson was over here making our defense bite pillows and and was screaming and everything." We couldn't score. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we were we were going out for three plays and then punting the ball back to A and M, and our defense gets a sip of freaking water and we're running right back out there. And hey, we can barely get the punt off without sailing over the guy's head. Uh, special teams, hey. Just it it was a disaster, man. Look, there's no way I can sit here and throw any shade uh, towards our defense. Now, yeah, there was some times where uh, you know A and M was second and fifteen, and we just didn't put pressure on Wegman, uh, and and I thought we let him just sit back there and kind of pick us apart a couple times. Uh, And and you know that is you know it is what it is. We we still stood up strong in my opinion and, and made a stop. So. I think Ron Roberts has done a damn good job. I, I think he deserves an A as well. Uh, I can only imagine what this thing would have looked like if we'd have had that defense from last year. You know, I mean, I just, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. It, um, it's just it, all the signs point to the offensive side of the ball, man. Like. It's just bad. It's it's a disaster right now. It's aggravating. It's it's just it's a tough spot, man. Auburn's in a tough spot because I just really look at it like, I mean, we were talking about a three game stretch. Now we're talking about <laughs> the other three game stretch. Now you got Georgia, LSU, and Ole Miss. I mean, are we are we really gonna sit here and look at three and four? We might be going. We might be hosting Mississippi State at the crib, and and be three and four. Yeah, I, I think the it's not a sunshine pump. The thing to have hope here is that okay, your defense is playing well enough that if you get your offense to where it's competent and average, yep. you can win some games. You just have to figure out something that you can do to move the ball decent <laughs> on offense. And it's crazy because you go back to the preseason and we were like, man, if the defense can just be in the middle of the pack, then we should be able to find some ways to win some games. And now we're sitting there going, okay, if the offense can just find a way to get into the middle of the pack, it just has to be okay. If we can just find 21 to 24 points in some of these games. And, like, man, it's crazy to me that the more and more we get down this road as every football game advances. I'm not talking about Hugh Freeze. I'm talking about over the past however long it's been. We just seems to me like we just get farther and farther and farther away from the ability to score 24 could you imagine if we scored 31 to something points in a big time SEC game? And I know that you can say, okay, well, last year versus Cat, you know, with Cadillac, we, I, I get that, you know, but like, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, yeah. chips on the chips all, all in, you know, eyes watching, not when you're three and five at that point with the interim coach or whatever, like when the moment's big. Step up, man. We had a big moment yesterday. Could have stepped up. We freaking had what? 200 something total yards of offense. Like even, even if we, did we reach that mark? We had 144 rushing and 56 passing, like barely, like, yeah. bro, just, 
Woo. It's Woo. rough. Um, yeah, so the offense has just got to find because the defense has been so damn good. Um, still got a turnover yesterday, obviously scoring on the turnover. I mean, they gave you the spark. You were completely down and out, and the defense said, boom, and provides you a spark. I'm talking about Kay and Lee. We talk about Eugene. Kay and Lee getting in there. Make it, and, and, like, now with the bodies that are falling at, back there in the secondary, Kagan's vital. We have yeah. to have him now because everybody's getting freaking hurt. And uh, he's just stepped up to the plate. So the defense gives me hope that if there's something that's found on offense, mm-hmm. that that back half of the schedule will be able to win some of these games. And I still look at Bama and say, okay, they're never going to light the scoreboard up. So if you just find a way to do some competent stuff on offense so mm-hmm. you can get in the end zone two, three, four. I'm not going to say four. If you can get into the end zone three times or make up for that with two times and two field goals. Because first half, we lived in field goal range, lived there, and came away with three freaking points. It's got to stop, man. It, Good for Alex McPherson. Yeah, no, hey, was he three for three this year? Like he's he's hit, I think, two fifty plus, or I know he's got two long ones at least. So Dang, that was fifty three yards. Yeah. yeah Dang on the road. Yeah, it makes me feel again, makes me feel good. Like, okay, now we got a kicker that we can depend on that has range. But when you're right there on the edge of his reign, you don't spin move in the pocket into a sack and put yourself out of it. That ain't that ain't it. So there's just if it wasn't for Ron Roberts, we'd be in like a ton of trouble, right? I mean, you would you would be two and two because you would have blown that game at Cal. So um, the defense, man, I know it's easy to look at the offensive frustrations and, and just really harp on that. But imagine what Ron Roberts is going to do with Demarcus Riddick and DJ Barber and Malik Blockton and some of those guys. Like the way that what Demarcus Riddick's skill set and Ron Roberts' defense is going to be unreal. So, just hats off to the defense. Hats off to the play. And again, not quitting. Those guys, they could have quit first. Cal, they didn't quit. They got us a dub. They could have quit last or yesterday. They didn't quit. They hung in there. They kept us in the game. So, I know that it's not the result that we wanted. We lost and all that kind of stuff. And I've, I've obviously said my piece about what happened. But uh, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff. That's the progress. Like I said, on offense, it can't be tracked. I watched I watched the Auburn defense quit last year versus Penn State. I don't know if I, – they didn't quit yesterday. They could have. Um, so, I, you know, obviously that makes me feel pretty good. We're going to go to our uh, players of the game here before we get out of here. It's, like I said, it's obviously Brian Batie on offense because who else are you going to give it to? He got all the yards. And shout-out to Brian Batie because I literally said on our episode Friday previewing – that I felt like that the rotation should uh, go a certain kind of way and he should not carry the ball as much as he has been. And he comes out and has one hell of a day. So shout out to him. I still think Jarquez needs more touches. I still think Cobb needs more touches. Obviously, with Damari getting hurt, I kind of opened it up. But Brian took full advantage. He played great. So shout out to him. And uh, Kay and Lee, like, the kid's just playing unreal football. This could have been him or Eugene yesterday. Could have been a lot of guys. Got a lot of guys on the D-line I was impressed with. But uh, to me, Blake, K and his, uh, with all the injuries, I felt like Kayan deserved it because he he's been on the field since day one. It was the second day of spring practice. They said he was working out with the ones, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's that dude, man. Yeah, it, it, look, it could have went on the defensive side. It could have went to Eugene, and, and there's a great case for him. You know, I, I'm pretty sure he led the team in tackles and everything. Uh, and obviously he had the big uh, – 
had the big recovery there and took it back to the house. But Kay and Lee, hey, forced he was fumble. there. Yeah, forced fumble. Uh, he was there to make that play. So uh, those two guys are, are definitely highlighted, man, on that defense and good for them. And Brian Batie, hey, what a game. Uh, Auburn putting the ball in his hands. He's making plays. Uh, and and his shiftiness uh, and and the cuts, man, stopping on a dime, and I thought he ran really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a little frustrated with the lack of Jeremiah Cobb. Me too. I'm, I'm I'm frustrated in the lack of the screen game. I, I'm I'm, you know, I kept hearing that Auburn was going to work a lot of quick game. Auburn was going to you know get the ball out, and uh, we just. We don't run a ton of anything. I mean, right? What are we running? <laughs> I, I just, I mean, unless it's third and twenty-five, you know, we'll throw it to Rivaldo, I guess. Um, <laughs> Gain it too. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I was. I was a little frustrated with the lack of Cobb yesterday. I was. Well, your final thoughts, Blake? Because I got a couple things I want to say here. Yeah, I'll start first. Look, uh, this is a uh, this is a marathon, not a sprint. All right. Am I frustrated that we lost? Absolutely. Uh, what pisses me off even more is seeing our fan base start arguing amongst each other um, about Hugh Freeze and all of this other BS. All right. Hugh Freeze. It's going to take time, people. It is going to take time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Auburn was down bad. They were down bad, bad, bad. We had a coach take two years off of recruiting and put us in a hole, all right, a dark hole. It's going to take time. The last thing I want to say, all right, is all of this back and forth, the bannering and everything back and forth, the arguing and all of this stuff between – Prime time and Auburn fans, okay? Stop. The shit is annoying, right? It's annoying. I'm glad they got ran out of the stadium yesterday. Honestly, you can't even get on social media without seeing a prime time ad, all right? If he had come to Auburn, great. Kudos for him. But guess what? He didn't, all right? He didn't. He didn't come to Auburn. So I'm tired of seeing Auburn fans on here just absolutely, oh, prime this, prime that. Who cares? Who cares? I do not care about Colorado and prime time. I don't. Don't give a damn. Absolutely loved watching Oregon and Dan Lanning and what he had to say. They're playing for clicks, and we're we're playing for wins. All right, the game ain't played in Hollywood. The game's played on the grass. I love that. I absolutely love it. But it's making it's making it like you can't even watch college game day, Dustin. Yeah, I don't. Because it's literally everything. Like Desmond Howard yesterday makes makes a pitch of well, uh, ask Marcus Freeman. All right. Well, what do you think about Prime? Marcus Freeman is not worried about. He's not worried about prime. Playing Ohio State. He's playing Ohio State. He's not. He doesn't give a damn about Deion Sanders. Stop, man. The the stuff is so annoying. It is annoying. 
Primetime is a great person. He is a great football coach. He is going to do amazing things. But stop, dude. It, it is – and now we got Auburn fans just sitting, oh, we should have brought primetime. At least we would have had a quarterback. But Shadur Sanders had a tough day yesterday, all right? Because guess what? He played an actual defense that put pressure on him, and they couldn't hold up. They found out what they were yesterday. I'm sick of it, bro. I hear you. Um, it's kind of funny because we didn't even talk about this. You, you don't even know what I'm about to say. But uh, kind of kind, – kind of bu- we think alike, brother. Um, yeah. So I got two things here. First one, uh, and they both kind of go along the same lines of what you said. It's a marathon, not a sprint, right? So I made this point back in like June or July, and then I made it in one of the spaces that we did as well. When, again, when we were asking about nine and three, 10 and two, and all these things. Um, go back to Gene Chizik's first year, 2009. We won five games in a row. They're pretty easy five games. That fifth game was uh, at Tennessee. That's the game where Ben Tate or Eric Berry hit Ben Tate real hard. Then Ben Tate came back and chucked Eric Berry uh, a good night. We ended up getting a dub. And we started off 5-0, and finally got ranked, all this kind of stuff. And then we dropped our next three because we had tough three opponents to play. Yeah. So we fought so we fall to 5-3. and three, And then we come back to – and we play Ole Miss at home on Halloween. Yeah. Lost three games in a row. And then we play an Ole Miss. Sound like a familiar scenario? And uh, that's the night that that's the game that Zach Gethridge, I was at that game. That's the game where Zach Gethridge uh, broke his neck and all that. So we win that game versus Dexter McCluster, I believe a Hugh Freeze coached Ole Miss. And we win that game. We get to six and three, lose a close game of Georgia. Everyone remembers that uh, Iron Bowl was a heartbreaker. Finish seven and five, win the bowl game, and we go eight and five. We go back to the preseason. If I said in the preseason, Auburn's going to finish seven and five this year, win the bowl game, go eight and five, and finish with a top 12th, the top 10 recruiting class. There's not an Auburn fan that doesn't have a reasonable brain that wouldn't take that. Yeah. That none of that is out of play. It's not out of play when we lose next week. It's not out of play if we lose to LSU. Yeah. Three and three will suck. There'll be a bye week there. So you're looking at literally a month where we might not be back on here celebrating a win. It's going to suck. It's not going to be fun if that's what Terrence fires, which is most likely as we sit today, that's my prediction. And I said that before the season because it was very realistic. If we didn't win the A&M game, we would get to the halfway mark at three and three. Look at what happens after that. You get Ole Miss at home. You get Mississippi State. You still got Vandy. You still got Arkansas. You still got New Mexico State. And we've all seen Auburn rise to the occasion versus Alabama plenty of times at home. And Alabama's not going to score 30 to 35 points this year consistently. So if you play the defense the way you've been playing, you should be in that ball game regardless. I mean, we had them, what, 10 to 3 a couple years ago? So once you get past this stretch after LSU, the, the last half of this season, there are wins to be had. So, again, we have an example in Gene Chizik's first year in 2009 of a very, very similar scenario. This is going to suck. It's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. And when we lose games, I have to come on here and be real. But don't ever take that like I'm losing faith or I'm pissed. Don't don't type out your whole comment about honoring the creed and how much you love Auburn more than me and all that kind of stuff, okay? We've we, we got a job to do here. we got to do what we got to do. And, you know, to everybody yesterday that decided they wanted to let you know on social media – they're still an Auburn fan no matter what. 
I'm so proud that you were able to find out that's what a fan is. Congratulations. You figured out that even when your team loses, you're still supposed to be a fan. I'm an Auburn fan no matter what. Yep. Yes. Congratulations. If you're not, that's what's called a bandwagon fan. Now, on to the bandwagon fans. There are a lot of people that have pictures of them kneeling down in front of Sanford Hall or them and their girlfriend in Jordan-Hare Stadium all hugged up. Ain't we cute? Y'all got this as your picture. Your banner is an eagle flying and all this kind of stuff on your page. You're all Auburn. And I scroll down your page and I see nothing but Bo Nix or Deion Sanders. I cannot wait for both of this Knicks to graduate and get out of college. I am so sick of this. And again, I have to put in my disclaimer. This is fanatic. This is the fan talking. I wish Bo Nix, the person, all the best. I wish Deion Sanders, the person, all the best. This is the sports fan me talking here, okay? But it's the same. I ain't ever going to change. So, Bo Nix supposed to rock with Auburn, right? He's supposed to rock with Auburn. Now, again, you have a decision to make. He clearly made the best decision for him, the person. This is me, the sports fan, talking. You, you got they got pictures of me as a little kid, and I'm not I'm not I'm not a D1 quarterback. I get it. He has a decision to make. But you got pictures of me as an Auburn fan at seven years old, and you got pictures of me in Auburn gear as a 77 year old. Lord willing, I make it that far. I ain't changing, bro. I ain't putting on nothing, Oregon. I ain't putting on nothing, Colorado. There are people that claim to be Auburn fans that are saying we now in reference to Colorado. Get on. Get on. Like I told everybody back with the Arkansas stuff, whenever we had softball players transfer to Arkansas and half our fan base was like, you go kill it, girl. Nope. I hope you strike out every time. I wish you the best as a person. I wish you the most success in life. I don't care. You're not on my team. I don't care what Bo Nix does. I'm blocking all y'all. I don't care. I don't care if he throws for seven touchdowns. I don't care if he throws for seven yards. It has nothing to do with Auburn. Colorado has nothing to do with Auburn. I'm not saying you can have an opinion on the sport of college football, but it goes too far for me. It's too much when your whole thing is about Bo Nix. Because let me ask, cause, cause, let me ask you this. Does Bo Nix deserve more love from you as an Auburn fan, or does Robbie Ashford? Because Bo Nix is a better quarterback than Robbie Ashford. But Bo Nix, whether it was the right decision or not, he left Auburn. I don't see I don't see Oregon fans throw goat and Robbie when he makes a good play. I don't. How come every time Bo Nix does something, do we got people throat goating this dude? I don't get it. You got a quarterback right now that last year played through a messed up shoulder for you when other quarterbacks wouldn't even go in the game because they didn't want to burn their eligibility. And he's playing hurt right now. Still. Probably got more than one. I know of one. Probably got more, right? We know about the oblique or whatever, right? A couple weeks back. And Robbie got banged up again. Bet money Robbie's out there Saturday. Bet money he's out there Saturday banged up. And y'all want to trash this guy consistently. And love on the dude that left. It don't make, make it make sense to me. You can't make it make sense to me. So, if you want to wear the Oregon laser tag gear, if that's what you're into, okay, if you like glow-in-the-dark uniforms or all pink with silver duck wings on it, then go rock it, brother. Go rock it. 
But quit complaining about Auburn because you ain't an Auburn fan. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing it. If you don't, yeah, I'll admit it. Glory, glory to all Auburn. It's old. And guess what we're going to be singing in 100 years? Glory, glory to all Auburn. And we're going to run right out that AU, and we're going to do the same damn thing we've been doing because that's what we do. We've been doing it since 1892. And if you don't want to rock with that, then don't rock with it. If you like the new age, the flash, the prime, all that stuff, go rock with it, man. I don't blame you. Go do it. But we're going to do what we're going to do over here. And I think that some people need to start showing more love to the athletes on the team that they claim to represent, that they claim to be a fan of, than to be throw goat and Landon King. I love Landon King. But I've got people that are saying they're Auburn fans with Landon King as their avatar on Twitter. And that's all you tweet about. Landon King made the right decision for Landon King. I'm not knocking the kid. Wish him all the best at Utah. Wish he would have got the right opportunities here at Auburn. But he's not at Auburn. So why don't we quit taking all this energy and love and putting it in other places and then doing nothing but hating on our players? Why don't you take some of that love for Bo Nix and put it on a Robbie Ashford or support a Holden Garner? Why don't you do that? The people that picked Auburn. It's weird. I'm freaking over it. You see this right here? All you'll ever see me wear. That's it. I don't get down with it, Blake. I never have got down with it. I never, ever will. Hey, um, I'm just, I'm just glad. I'm just glad he spanked that Colorado yesterday. You can say what you want to, man. It, uh, it, uh, if anybody disagrees with, with, you know, what we had to say, it, it is what it is. Uh, I'm just, I'm just tired of the media, uh, you know, that's all you hear is the Colorado stuff. You he's know, doing it, a good job, right? Like, he no is. He's, not, he's not doing a great. He's doing a great job. He's doing great. He's a great person, bro. The way he cares for the right. kid, and and the biggest thing for me with Prime is the way he handles his kids, bro. Like, like his 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 Shadur and Shiloh. Great the dad, way yeah. he is, he's a great dad. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the way the media covers it. That is what gets me man it's like unbearable at this point right when you have auburn fans who are just sitting over here oh my god colorado colorado (laughs) and i'm just like bro we're over here can't even get a freaking (laughs) touchdown in college station and you're over here oh my god colorado colorado and i'm like stop like stop you're you're going along with the with the the narrative that ESPN and Disney's pushing, bro. Like they're just they just keep hammering this thing. It's 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 just mm, it, it, it's old, man. It's gotten old so quick. And 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 like cool, man. Like I'm I'm pulling for Prime. Like I, I think I I hope he does great. But guess what? He didn't come to Auburn, Dustin. And and you know and look the Bo Nick stuff. Um, I see people, you know, hey, Bo Nix that, Bo Nix that. I had a guy yesterday, he got on my Facebook, and he said, what if Bo Nix would have stayed at Oregon? I mean, would have stayed at Auburn? And I was like, yeah, it would have been great, man, but he didn't. Like, he chose to go to Oregon. That's fine. Like, it is what it is. Um, yeah, am I flying up to Oregon in November to, to watch uh, Oregon play USC? Yeah, I am. All right. Uh, the reason I'm doing that is because Austin Stadium is a bucket list trip for me. And um, there's college football stadiums that I want to go to. 
uh, before I before I leave this earth. And that's one of them. You know, um, I want to go experience it. My little brother is, you know, he's on that Bo Nick stuff. He loves Bo and he wants to go. So guess what? We're going. But boy, I'm not going to sit on here and and oh, my God, you know, I'm just not going to do it. Like I'm I'm. I left my parents' house yesterday, and I didn't hardly talk to my wife. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, you, I can call my wife right now and say, "How many words did I speak to you yesterday?" And she's gonna, she's gonna be straight up with you. I didn't, I didn't really talk to her. And there's a reason for that because I was, I was upset. Right. And and you can sit there and say, "Oh, well, you're crazy for an 18 to 22 year old kid uh, making you feel that way." I'm passionate about Auburn sports, man. That's how I feel. Like, did I sit around and watch all the other games yesterday? Yeah, I did. But the whole time I was sitting over there moping on the couch. <laughs> like this going, Man, we lost, bro. I, I wish we, we could complete a pass like that. Yeah. <laughs> like watching watching Washington last night run up and down the field on Cal. And I'm like, damn, man, they're making it look crazy. <laughs> all these people thought Cal had this great defense. And Michael Penix Jr., like – it was 14 to nothing before Michael Penix Jr. ever stepped on the field. And I'm sitting there going, but they're making it look so easy like Cal's trash. And they're, they could hang 100 on Cal. And we could barely find the end zone. There you go, man. I, have, a, have a great rest of the Sunday. Enjoy your NFL. Um, I'm checked out. Yeah, Look, we'll be back here. Uh, we'll be back here Tuesday. We're going to grade, like I said, we're going to grade everything that's happened the first four games. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the channel, man, please do uh, like the video. If you have not, share it out on social media, all those kind of things. Go over to the warportshop.com to get you an up tempo podcast sheet t shirt. Go to yeah. homefieldapparel.com to use code up tempo to get 15% off your first purchase. Blake showing off some uh, home field gear right there, man. Do all that kind of stuff. It helps us out tremendously. If you have not signed up for membership, Please do that as well. Had a good time talking to our members during the uh, game day chat. A lot mm -hmm. of guys that aren't in there, man. So if you're one of our members that weren't in there, hop up in there. Look, even when it got uh, <laughs> even when it got it got hairy there, and we obviously weren't going to win, we were still having a good time in the group chat, joking and making a you know making the best of the bad situation. So get in there and be a part of that if you would like to do that as well. And uh, yeah, man, pro, uh, 7 p.m. Central Time. We'll be back. It's uh, it's War Damn Eagle. It's Auburn versus everybody, and that is never going to change over here. Win, lose, or draw. We will see you guys Tuesday, 7 p.m. War Damn Eagle. We're out of here. Damn, baby.